0: Welcome to Dragon Talk. I'm Greg Tito, and I'm joined by Trevor Kid. What do you think uh, about the recent hashtag uh, Not Trevor that people have been starting up uh, for uh, the uh, podcast? I don't
1: know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't follow said hashtag. One, uh, I, might, uh,
0: I might ignore said hashtag. One person on Twitter was making a joke saying yes. like, oh, I want uh, uh, Miss Shelley, not Trevor, was the, uh, and he was making a joke. Yeah. Hashtag. No,
1: it was, it was good. It was funny. I know he came back right afterwards like, I wasn't trying to be mean. It's like, no, that was that was actually hilarious. That was, it was, I, I got what you were putting down there. Yeah. And it's totally cool. Yeah. You and Shelly have been doing an awesome job though. I, I've been really enjoying uh, the way the podcast has been going. You've added a whole bunch of more segments. All this crazy stuff is happening. But I miss you, Trevor. I miss you too. I like being here. I need I need to practice on my enunciation, and this is the only time I do it. The so. tip of the tongue, tip Enunciate. of the tongue. Yeah, look at you with your theater background. I know. This is I I, I appreciate uh, Greg Tito's. Here text. I'll
0: do some warm-ups for you. All you do is ma wa wa one two three. See there you go. <laughs> Not poop poop poop. Uh, well, you can do that if you okay. want. Yeah. But uh, but then you just do that which Ryan will hate because we're doing sibilance yeah. sibilance.
1: All right. See look at that. See Tito has has skills. Yeah. I just talk a lot. My
0: <laughs> skill is that I make it up as I go along. Yeah. Uh, which is really good for DMing yeah. and for podcast hosting.
1: I feel like we both have that skill in particular. Like, I'm going <laughs> to ask this question that I just thought of, and here we go. We're making it up. Yep. All right.
0: It's good few, times. I think I retweeted something that Ricky Gervais uh, uh, said a few weeks ago, but it really made me feel happy that he said it, uh, was, uh, don't worry, everybody else is making it up, too. Yes, exactly. And I was like, oh,
1: good. That's like me half the time. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's adulting. Adulting We're, yeah. is making it up. Right, exactly. And you never know. You never know what, uh, what you're going to be when you grow up. Uh, but I know that I'm a host of a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Yes, you are. This is the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast, mm-hmm. where we talk about all kinds of Dungeons and Dragons-y things. Uh, today, we have an interview with Thomas Voss, the lead designer for Storm King's Thunder.
1: Yes. On? Neverwinter. Never yeah, no, it's... Uh, Which is
0: on PS4 and Xbox One and
1: PC. Well, it's not on PS4 and Xbox... Well, Neverwinter is. Yeah, sorry. Yes. And then it's coming soon... King's uh, Thunder is coming soon to uh, Xbox to and the consoles. PS4. Yes, but it's already on PC. Correct. Which I've seen lots of awesome stuff already. So
0: I know. So we'll get into all of that uh, with Thomas. Uh, learn about a little bit about his background. Uh, I think he's got some uh, some history with the game. Yeah. Uh, not only with Neverwinter, but with D and D too. So that'll be really fun. To that'll ask be fun. We have
1: to make sure we we get into some of that past stuff.
0: Yeah, and the future.
1: And the future. Well, but not we'll the see. present. We'll see how much future stuff we can get out of yeah, it. We'll yeah,
0: we'll try. We'll try. And then we'll be like, no, you can't say that yet.
1: I'm yeah. <laughs> like, oh crap, oh crap, Ryan, remove that part. Yeah, edit it out, just do it. Yeah, yeah. If you guys knew all the stuff we have to remove for every podcast, Ooh, hate, first of all, you hate us because we, we we remove all the the, the juicy tidbits. But yeah,
0: yeah. There are so many jokes that we remove. We only keep the best ones. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. we we try and fail several times yeah. before we get anything. That's why
0: everyone at home is like, "They're really bad jokes, Greg." I'm, yeah, like,
1: well, I'm like, "Well, but those are the best but, ones." But trust us. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been worse. There's
0: a lot worse ones. Nice. We're also going to uh, talk to uh, Matt Cernit and Chris Perkins about some Neverwinter lore, actually, Ooh. for our lore you should know segment. So that'll be fun.
1: I love those segments. Those guys know so much.
0: Uh, so we mentioned Storm King's Thunder is out on PC right now mm-hmm. for Neverwinter. Uh, it'll come out on consoles. Soon, but Storm Kings Thunder, the adventure, the tabletop adventure for the tabletop RPG, uh is coming out also very, very soon. Uh August twenty-fifth in store in game stores and August sixth. Not August. I'm sorry, September sixth. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's why I'm glad you're here, Trevor. There you go. Uh September sixth uh, for a wide release uh there in uh so we're very excited about this adventure. Um, there's lots of really uh fun, epicness. We actually it got is.
1: Epic! We got holy some,
0: crap. I, I don't mean to brag or to boast, but I like hot butter on my breakfast toast. And <laughs> uh, Storm King's Thunder: The Actual Adventure came to the offices very recently. We got the books. We got the actual books in hand. And who oh boy, yeah. there's a lot there.
1: I was reading that. I was like, this is awesome. Wait, wait, this is awesome. Yeah. Wait, this happens. I know. And then Chris was like, can I tell people about the, the world of this? I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's it's. Uh, I'm very excited to see people start running this, and uh, just to see adventurers and what they do, because there's paths, there's choices, there's yeah epicness. I, can't, it, I, use, I, mean, I know I'm using that word a lot, but...
0: There's no other word to describe yeah. it. It goes from like place to place to locations all over the Sword yeah. Coast uh, region, so it really builds on what Sword Coast Adventurers guide and giving like a, a gazetteer, almost, as to uh, locations that are happening in the north and where yeah. giants are messing things up.
1: And when you see the map, that like you'll, you'll get to a certain point where your, your DM will probably show you, like, here's this map where you can travel around, go to these places. It's a large section yeah. of, of the coast slash... In, into the actual land there, so it's very neat. I was impressed.
0: Uh, also coming up is uh, uh, the Penny Arcade Expo, yes. PAX West. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we got a lot of fun Dungeons & Dragons play happening there. We talked about, to start Scott Kurtz a few weeks ago uh, about all that. Uh, uh, but also really exciting is the Fathom event for Acquisitions Incorporated. You can go to see uh, the live D&D game streamed, beamed all over the United States of America. More than 300 theaters, movie yes. theaters.
1: yes. You may, you you will probably be able to find one near you. You may not right now be able to find one who's selling tickets because not all of them are doing the pre-sales. Right. So if you can't, you know, check check the, that movie list over at, at Fathom Events. Yeah. Uh, check the check the theater list, and if you see one, great. Uh, if you, if they're not selling tickets, then you know, just make sure you buy one close to to the date, and it's going to be. Awesome. Everybody who goes gets uh, a custom adventure that's only going to be uh, given out here at the Fathom events. That's right. Uh, it's called
0: Cloud Giants Bargain. Yes. And I actually ran it a few weeks ago, uh, and yes. it's super fun.
1: He did run it. I have, I have not run it or played it. I have looked at it, and it's a gorgeous-looking adventure.
0: You get to uh, be an Aquatins uh, Incorporated intern.
1: Well, maybe. Ish. You get to try. You're trying out <laughs>
0: to be a sub-intern Yeah, uh, uh, yeah if you do well and or survive the adventure. Uh, yeah, but it's a lot of fun, a lot of role playing. Um, well, yeah, what I like about it is, hey, there's some fights and stuff, but there's actually a really strong uh, uh, role playing opportunities yeah, going on. The story and
1: that. role playing that is really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you'll be able to be in theaters and watching it live too, so you get the cool booklet and you'll be around a lot of other people. So when you yell green flame, you won't be you know alone on your on your couch watching it streamed, which is still still also cool. Yes. I, I, I still love that, but yelling green flame with like a couple hundred other people.
0: People around you, yeah. Awesome. Being there with your friends, eating popcorn, yeah.
1: Lassing, la- laughing as Scott and Mike try to screw up the rest of the party. They oh, often oh, do that. They the really
0: do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know it's one of those weird things where I was trying to figure out if people would buy these tickets early or if they would buy it day of. But, you know, because when you're going to the movies, you're like, oh, I'll just buy a ticket now. Yeah. So you could buy it ahead of time or just go in there and, and you know, get a ticket and love it up with your friends. Just yeah. plan it up ahead of time. Yeah. It's 6 p.m. Eastern time, I'm sorry, 6 p.m. Pacific time there you go. on September 4th uh, is when it's uh, starting to yep. be beamed.
1: Sunday, September 4th. People are like, but it's Sunday, but don't forget, Monday's a holiday.
0: That's true. Many people have Labor Day off. Not everybody, but yeah, many people do. a lot of us. Uh, so uh, uh, if you're worried about it being a school night, as it were, uh, at least you got that going for you. Yeah,
1: I'm excited. Super excited. It's, it's going to be, nice. it's, it, it is also going to be epic. Man, I'm using that word on purpose. I and mean, we're talking about giants and huge scale. It's It's the set pieces for that and all the things that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Matt Smith, Star of Happiness, working on all the cool stuff. It's it's going to be huge.
0: <laughs> you know what else is going to be epic? Huh. This Laurie Chanot segment. Yes. So let's go listen to it. Yep. Welcome to Laurie Know. I am Greg Tito. I'm here with uh, Matt Cernet and Chris Perkins. Howdy. Hi, guys. Greetings. And in this segment, we talk about little tidbits of lore from Forgotten Realms, uh, annals of the past, uh, and, uh, you know, give you threads and stories that you can use in your table or just that you might find interesting as you're reading through uh, the adventures like Storm King's Thunder that's coming up. Uh, so today we're going to talk about Neverwinter, the city of Neverwinter, which is out because we're also in the interview segment of this podcast uh, speaking to um, the designers of Neverwinter. Uh, so it's a perfect marriage of topics which me as host is making me very happy and you guys are just like uh-huh yeah let's get, let's get to the lore <laughs> so Matt what you,
2: what can you tell us about the history of Neverwinter uh, so as far as the in-world history of Neverwinter uh, you have it starts out maybe 1400 years ago or so uh, when most of the north is a, a sort of wild expanse of frontier, even more so than the current day of the setting. So um, you have to imagine like going way, 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 way way back in time. Uh, most of humanity comes from the south of the world, uh, the far south. And so um, there's uh, humans coming up from, let's say, like the areas of Kalamshan and Am and Tether, or where today and Am and Tether, uh, there are sort of tribes um, of coming up and then there are tribes coming sort of to the west from fallen netheral uh, that's kind of where you get a lot of the what are now called Northlanders and stuff like that uh, and they are um, basically making a alive first and f- foremost out on the islands and then they kind of come inland um, they kind of come up along the water of the coastland and then they come inland and so one of the f- places that they um, create a uh, a uh, new port and sort of a small little kingdom is where Neverwinter is now at. And that's, it was called like Igestor or Igerstor or something like that. And um, that is then after sort of the area, there's a series of orc raids and goblin raids and all kinds of things that drive people out of um, what was then a Netherese city of Luskin, um, but it had a different name at the time. Uh, and drives them south into Igestor, uh, and then there's uh, a long period where sort of the the history of the realms on what goes on what goes on in Neverwinter is pretty silent. Um, there's a group of wizards um, that form a thing called the Covenant that operates out of near out of what is then called Neverwinter, um, and uh, they have like. Big problems with Thay and they, and they—they're kind of a big powerhouse in the region. But they eventually disappear. But like uh, Aganazar's Scorcher is a spell that many people who are um, familiar with Forgotten Realms uh, mm-hmm. know. Uh, there's also Presper. He's another wizard from uh, the Covenant, and um, but they go—they go by the wayside, and then. Uh, you eventually get up to um, near modern times, which is when there's Nasher Alagandar in charge. Uh, so folks who've played through um, some of the video games um, previous to now, uh, in the sort of third edition, second edition period, would know of Nasher Alagandar. And um, and he was supported in his rule by a group of wizards called the uh, Starred Cloak, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, But basically, at that point, uh, Neverwinter is just sort of a nice neighbor of Waterdeep uh, and not much goes on. Um, Nash Alagondar is uh, an adventurer who comes to power in Neverwinter and the wizards support him. So uh, he even sort of denies being a king for a while until people just sort of claim him a king. Um, And things go pretty well and then uh there's the sort of time of troubles and uh, there's a giant plague and uh you get to the fourth edition time period in the spell plague and mount hot now erupts and uh, basically uh it becomes a shell of its former self and uh that is when um sort of the new timeline of neverwinter picks up with lord neverember from waterdeep coming up there and trying to sort of rebuild things. And uh, at the time, he's also the open lord of Waterdeep. Um, So he uh, comes up into Neverwinter and sort of uh, uses his money and influence to start building and rebuilding the town and uh, making it into another city that people can live in on the north and stuff like that.
0: So uh, just to go back a little bit then, when did it become a... uh you know, beyond just a settlement? When did it become kind of like a, a, a town? At what point in that, in that history you just outlined did it, you know, um, draw a, a large number of people so that it became uh, more of the power than it was?
2: So at the same period that um, Neverwinter's kind of growing up, Waterdeep uh, is as well, uh, and it's sort of this frontier period where they, they start, these all these towns on, the, on the, the coastline, Port Last and stuff like that, they start out as basically one of the places that you can actually bring in ships uh, into a harbor, because most of the coastline of the Sword Coast, is it's a lot of cliffs and rocky areas and places where you can't really beach a boat and mm-hmm. can't get up onto the sort of higher land and stuff like that. And so um, they're all these small little uh, frontier communities. And I would say maybe around, um, say, the, the 400s or so, it, it turns into sort of more of a serious town. Uh and, um, but there is a, there's a large blank period in the history of the realms where we really don't know what's going on in Neverwinter. We don't oh, know who ruled there. We don't know the story of X, Y, or Z that happened in that, that period, because not much has been written about it.
3: So Matt, why is it called Neverwinter?
2: It is called Neverwinter, uh, because there is a river that runs through it from Mount Hotnow, and uh, the river is um, sort of kept perpetually warm. And so it does have winter there, uh, but the, the warmth of the river helps to sort of keep the city warm. Um, so it snows in Neverwinter, but, you know, it's, it's warmer than than uh, would normally be that far north.
0: The, the river itself is heated by the, yeah, the volcano and, and, the, and um, the magma. The
2: sort of the port of uh, Neverwinter, unlike things like Luskin and Waterdeep, uh, doesn't ever freeze over. Um, so in theory, in, in, in winter, uh, in, uh, which, yeah, you know, it's one of those weird things that we don't really think about, seasonal change and stuff like that a lot of times in the stories of the realms. It always seems to be summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but in winter, uh, Waterdeep and Luskin, uh, both the ports freeze over, and so they, the, you know, they don't do anything much. So, But in Neverwinter, it stays uh, open.
3: The yeah. eruption of Mount Hottenau, which sort of an event happened around the 4th the edition time period, that was triggered by the accidental... Well, not entirely accidental, release of a fire primordial under right. the volcano. And the as the lava and the pyroclastic flow came down the mountain and through the Neverwinter Wood, of course, it slammed into the city and uh, pretty much obliterated uh, much of the life there. Um, a, a chasm also formed in the city. Correct, yeah. At that time, which led down into the depths of the Underdark and there were aboleths and other horrible things crawling up. It was basically a wretched place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, never, Never Embers... Um, attempt to rebuild the city um, going up there. Um, he he has now gotten the city to the point where it is livable, um, where large sections of the city are no longer just in uninhabited, um, empty neighborhoods, um, but it's not quite complete yet. There's it- We still sort of imagine there are sections of walls that need to be fixed and there are neighborhoods that haven't really been completely rebuilt yet so it's very much still a city on the mend although we have said that Neverember has hired wizards and other such to help him seal that great rift in the middle of town to keep the Abolethic sovereignty from ever coming up out of there again.
2: Yeah, you don't want that coming, sort of yeah, visiting for
3: Generally, TV. that's not good for tourism <laughs> right. at all. yes.
2: Uh, um, uh, unless yeah. it's
0: adventurers are, are your, <laughs> your tourists that you're trying to attract. Yeah,
3: and uh, Never Ember himself, he's a very charismatic figure. He, he attracts a lot of people around him. He's known for hiring adventurers, too, and stuff like that. But he doesn't plan to give up Never Winter anytime soon. And occasionally, people do sort of surface and claim to be the true heirs of the city, or descendants of those who have ruled the city in the past, and Never Ember is quick to make them disappear.
2: Yeah, I, I like uh, Neverwinter a lot in its in its current state because it is kind of again, um, uh, it feels to me like a frontier town where um, anything you know, if you've got money, you know, he's going to, you want to build. Well, let's say you want to build a. Um, uh, uh, lumber mill or something like that N- Never let yeah sure come on come up here and build your lumber bill you yeah. know you want to you want the
3: opportunity you yeah you want right. to
2: be you want to be a baker sure come here and be a baker come on let's go build but there are, build.
3: there are two things that he will not abide in addition to you know uh, people who claim to be heirs to this lost kingdom he does not abide guilds and he does not abide nobility
0: why those two things are they threats to his power
2: exactly they are exactly that and uh it's so he has basically this right now he has control over basically everything that happens in uh, Neverwinter and he's trying to basically suck investment from around the region into his town but he doesn't want any of that investment to get organized against him so he doesn't want to allow people to have guilds whereas if you go and you look at some place like Waterdeep um, Waterdeep although it's a very nice city is actually a very repressive city like you cannot just go and open a bakery in Waterdeep Mm. you know the other People in the Bakers Guild to come around with their rolling pins and break your legs. Like <laughs> <laughs> the you know. Bakers Guild, don't mess
3: with them. Yeah, yeah. and it's they've the got same. all puffy hats <laughs> and like they've got flour all over their faces. Yeah, unless you want to end up in a pie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so you know, and and so like the there and one the, the, there's lots of historical reasons for that with Waterdeep, which you know, we know we talk about Waterdeep sometime. Um, you know, yeah. we, we can get into next uh, week. I think we should do Waterdeep. I think yeah, that's that'd be great. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the, the, it really is sort of the city of opportunity and sort of this frontier town where you, you know, people are trying to just try things out and do new things and, uh, and he's, he allows all of that to just happen, um, as long as it doesn't disrupt, you know, right. trade and, yes. and the, you know, people living their lives and money flowing in. Like and the that, other good thing
3: about Neverwinter is it's got a lot of enemies around it. It's got monsters in the woods nearby. It's got, um,
2: you mean Barbarians. Good, good
3: for Dungeon Masters? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not necessarily good for the Barbarians city. Barbarians out in the wild. It's got a northern neighbor who is fairly hostile in the form of Luskin. Um, it suffers pirates, raids, all kinds of stuff. So um, it is a place chock full of adventure. Um,
0: I, okay, I got two questions. One is uh, Lord Neverwember uh, basically kind of went up. Uh, this was not an altruistic thing. I'm going to help build a city. It was clearly so he could rule here. Did he then forsake? I mean, we'll get to this in the Waterdeep one, but did he forsake his lordship in Waterdeep at the his, same time? His
3: plan was to basically control both, um, to have both cities under his his thumb and uh, be a dominant uh, power, uh, political and trade power on the Sword Coast. Uh, against his desires, he lost Waterdeep. He was basically... In his in his bid to rebuild Never Ember or Never Winter, um, Dagalt Never Ember uh, was ousted from his position as Open Lord of Waterdeep in what was basically a minor coup. Mm. Uh, and while he was up rebuilding Never <laughs> Never Winter, he did he got a Dear John letter from Waterdeep saying never come back. Oh, okay. And, and is he outlawed in, in in Waterdeep or just more of no. a an imminent threat? Uh, it's, it's not that easy. Um, the political situation in Waterdeep is fairly complex. Uh, and Waterdeep is not the type of place or the type of city that's going to uh, hold any sort of long-term grudge. Suffice to say, he is out of political power, and that's good enough for the people of Waterdeep.
2: Yeah. And he has a lot of long-term ties to um, an island called Mintarn. And Mintarn uh, in the setting has long been a source of mercenaries and... Um, of ships and so on. Yeah, it's a so, formidable naval power. Okay. So he's, um, I, I think it was basically his intention to use Mintarn and Waterdeep and Neverwinter to to basically create a nation state that he was in charge of in the North. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's just not the way the people of the North roll. It's <laughs> <laughs> not working out so well for no. him.
3: And, and Neverwinter and Waterdeep aren't like close. They're hundreds of miles apart, which yeah. is another difficult thing to pull off. So, yeah, while he was away, uh, the mass Lords basically booted him. He's still got a lot of friends in Waterdeep, and actually he's still got family in Waterdeep. Interesting. It, he's got an estranged yeah. son uh, who's fairly prominent in the city. His name is Reneir. Mm-hmm. Um, still kicking around. Um, good kid. Good kid. And uh, despite all of his flaws and despite his sort of power graspiness, Never Ember's not an evil man, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, he's, no. he's politically ambitious, but he's got the best interests of... Well, his own best interests coupled with the best interests of his people at heart.
0: And his people now are Neverwinter. Like, yeah, that yeah is that's where he's.
2: Yes, that's where I mean, that's where all his eggs are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, he probably still has a lot of investment in uh, in Mintarn. Uh, but but he's been sort of cut off from... Because what he was basically doing was funneling money from Waterdeep to Mintarn and then to himself. I see. So because Waterdeep was using Mintarn for its navy, using Mintarn for a lot of its guards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Neverwinter is doing the same. And so he, with his business investments in Mintarn, he was basically getting those cities to give money to Mintarn that would then flow into his own coffers. Uh, and now he's only got that... One-way thing. It doesn't have the two-way thing. So
0: got it. So like any good Lords of Waterdeep player, you got to have multiple engines going. Yeah, it's not going to work <laughs> out for you. Yep. Uh, so okay. So my second question was, uh, how is Neverwinter uh, faring uh, with the giants uh, being thrown into disarray with in
3: Storm King's Thunder? Oh, that's a really good question. So like any settlement in the north, um, it's in potential jeopardy. Um, however. Uh, unlike some of the other settlements in the north, it's not an imminent. It's not being attacked at the moment. Okay. Uh, it's. It could be attacked. It could be a target, um, but up till now, it has basically been avoided by yeah. the giants.
2: There are certainly fire giants in nearby Mount Hope now. Yes. And oh, then okay. um, there are some frost giants. Mm, pretty far to the south, and the mountains are pretty far to the south. Yeah, but. frost giants
3: are fairly aggressively attacking that part of the coast, um, but so far they've resisted the urge to challenge the city directly. All right, well, let's hope it stays that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, all right great well that's a that's a good deep dive and got lots of uh, uh, interesting tidbits to learn more about Waterdeep uh, so uh, let me know if you have any questions there uh, on Twitter I'm at Greg Tito uh, you guys what are uh, uh, your Twitter handles in case there's any questions that you
3: want to find. mine is at Chris Perkins d
0: mine is at Cernet nice I love that we all have our real names and our things. It makes it much easier mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> all right great thank you guys uh, we'll dive
0: into ner- ner- uh, Waterdeep next week that's awesome Bye. Uh, so that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good.
1: Well, you, you, you're being hard on yourself. That's like, true. You're, you're, you're talking with those two guys who know, like, everything, but that was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the hosting was terrible, but, oh. uh, but, but the, uh, uh, the talking of lore from Chris and Matt was They really was carried top, that with their lore. They were top-notch. They were. We were. Ta- I was talking to some top men.
1: This is why they get paid the big bucks.
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got to hear about uh, Neverwinter and Lord Neverember and yeah. uh, uh, how he's now permanently set up shop. Yeah, I
1: know he doesn't have two jobs now. He can yeah. just focus on on Neverwinter.
0: But that that cemented a lot of stuff uh, uh, about the Lord that I that I that I'd kind of known tangentially, but it was really nice to kind of get it all explained out for me.
1: Yeah, there was some stuff that happened in the you know the fourth edition times where there's like Never, uh, uh, Neverwinter's been wrecked, right? All this crazy stuff's right. happened. Uh, and then, but what's gone on since then? And actually, what what happened previous was, was it was. All good stuff to know.
0: It's a rebuilding phase. Really. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it's like the Boston Celtics. Oh, I'm rebuilding. I don't really know. They've any been yet. for a long time. You know,
1: yet. you know that I don't. <laughs> you, you're just trying to make me look dumb. I got you. No, Thanks, not at all.
0: I'm just trying to. Think of sports analogies <laughs> or not? I try not to do sports analogies sometimes. No, and then I, think most pop of our, in. I
1: think most of our fans would actually appreciate them, just because I, I know people always have this idea of like, oh, look, you know, you guys are into the gaming, so you guys don't know sports. It's like, I know soccer pretty well. it's yeah. my thing. But I think there's a it's, there's a lot of crossover between uh, role playing and sports.
0: Well, fa- it's fandom in general. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're if you're you know into one thing, it's f- very often you may not yeah. in sports, but it might be you know uh, cooking or anything. So yeah, yeah. it's an old
1: stereotype. It's like, oh, look, you guys are just super super huge gaming. Like, well, well, yes, yes. But and I can tell you about baseball. Exactly. Let's talk about Tito it. Tito can tell you about baseball. Uh, about baseball. It's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Anyway, we digress. Yes, this sorry. Is the Hopefully, you podcast. like those
1: parts where you get to see us as real people. Yes, we're not real people, though. No. We're, we're totally fake
0: no. similacrums.
1: I'm, I'm controlled by an elephant, personally. Oh. Oh, I, that's what uh, those I don't know about tentacles you. were. I, th- I thought
0: th- they were just gross. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think you are made of snow. I think you are a similacrum. So. <laughs> S- similacrum?
0: Similacrum. So, there you go. Yes. Uh, all right, so let's talk to uh, uh, Thomas Voss about Neverwinter. Uh, first off, uh, we let's uh, allow you to introduce yourself. Uh, who, who are we talking to?
4: Hello, my name's uh, Thomas Voss, uh, a.k.a. Mimic King on the boards, and I'm the lead designer of Neverwinter. woo Wow,
0: nice. All right, so uh, uh, when did, uh, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about where, uh, where you were starting on the, the Neverwinter team and, and uh, how, how you rose to the ranks here.
4: Yeah, that, um, absolutely. Uh, so I actually created the original demo and pitch for Neverwinter. That was uh, nine on eight years ago, and I, I know that because when I went to France to pitch it to Atari, uh, my wife was doing a week with our with our daughter. So oh, wow. it was uh, some exciting times. But yeah, I built I built the very first pitch, which. Uh, which was a lot of fun. We uh, we built a character that was a, a Genasi sword mage and uh, w- uh, went into a village to clear some goblins that were looking for a wizard's book. Uh, and you found out that the Plague changed troll had eaten the book. So when you killed it, it came out of its belly. And you kept going from there. And uh, I've always been a D&D fan. I've been, I've been playing since uh, Chainmail, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, and yeah, I remember getting my first blue box of uh, nice. D&D, my first official box, right, of D&D. And uh, so... It, it was a real thrill to to uh, get to work on the on the Neverwinter game, and uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I I did that from the pitch, and then I worked on the game uh, up through and until I was a, a principal uh, designer. So I I basically designed how dungeons should be for all the first dungeons, and how we're building encounter groups and defining zones. Um, I mean I I built uh, Black Dagger and Evan Downs, uh, Rothe Valley. Those were some of the ones I built. Uh, Along with the dungeons as well. Sweet. So, but yeah, my history goes all the way up. I I, I, I left Neverwinter right after uh, working to and building the uh, in-game PvP maps into uh, Icewind Pass and Dwarven Valley. I think that was the last thing I, I worked on. Uh, and I went off since then. I've been off and on a couple of times uh, on other uh, cryptic projects, some that are still under production and we haven't announced yet, some that we built and didn't. Uh, past muster, and then other <laughs> things like Star Trek. To uh, I worked on uh, I, I first left Neverwinter for a while to get Star Trek out the door, nice, and then came back, worked for a while, and then I uh, was just recently on Star Trek for another nine months to um, to get STOC, the uh, the console versions out the door, which is uh, which is playing in Germany right now. If you guys know about that, I think <laughs> uh, it's really cool. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. And um, I came back to Neverwinter, so I was like coming home. And um, and uh, Scott was leaving, uh, and so I said, "You know what? It's time for me to be lead designer." So we talked, and lo and behold, here I am.
0: That's awesome, man. That's such a great story to go from, uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll go back into more of your history with D&D because I want to hear about your chain mail For days. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, oh, okay. to go from like starting with the pitch and then going through the entire development, uh, you know, having some time away to work on other new things, and now you're going to bring some of the the fun stuff that you learned on these other projects uh, to the future of Neverwinter?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things uh, when I first started Neverwinter, right, it's all about the adventure party and the story, yeah. and, and you know, I mean, it's also about you know, kicking goblins in the teeth and then rifling through their pockets for loot. That's yeah. sure, but that's true, but 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 you know, it's it's about the story and, and like you know, and how you develop the story and how you get all the clues together to go fight the big bad and stuff like that. And when I built Evan Downs and Black Dagger, those are the stories that I was really trying to create and and go through that story. So now that I'm back, um, especially in the in-game stuff. We really want to bring that story back around, right? And get the player experience uh, where you know they're really involved and feeling like a part of Neverwinter itself.
0: That's awesome. Uh, so uh, yeah, well, let's, let's talk about like the new big thing that's out for Neverwinter, Storm King's Thunder. Yeah. Storm well. King's Thunder.
4: <laughs>
1: lo- lo- love seeing the announcement. It was, it was, Sunday, it was <laughs> Sunday, Sunday,
0: Sunday. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Bring your long underwear and your sharp axe. It's Storm King's Thunder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, how has the, uh, the, the PC launch gone? Uh, what, what kind of response have you seen uh, from fans so far?
4: Uh, really well, gangbusters. Uh, I, we had so many servers up uh, at launch, it was, just, it was just mind-blowing and really exciting to see all the fans digging into uh, Storm King's Thunder and, and wanting to be a part of it. Um, uh, so far, the response has been really good. You know, it's a, it's a campaign, so they haven't gotten too far in. They're right into Bryn Shander at this point. So for players that aren't that aren't familiar yet with Storm King's Thunder, uh, it's basically we're calling all, all the heroes up, back up to Icewind Dale to solve the deadly mystery and uh, and recover an ancient artifact of power, the famed Ring of Winter. Uh, the Ring of Winter used to belong to a uh, harper named Artist Kimber, uh, but he lost it, and the players will discover how he lost it. And, and then as they go along, they, they're... Uh, they're going to find out that there's a, a frost giant, a Jarl, Jarl Starvold, these big frost giants uh, that has the ring, and he's trying to basically create a never ending winter. So, just ice everywhere so that his frost giants can reign supreme. And, uh, you know, that doesn't work for people in never for winter. So, yeah. uh, I mean, doesn't uh, he know what the, the,
0: the name of the game is? The name of the game is against him. Yeah,
4: come on now. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's right against the IP. So, <laughs> never it winter. It's got to be never winter. Um, so, yeah, so you're going to go up and join forces with. A lot of the cool heroes that are, we already know up there, like uh, Wolfgar and Bree, right? Uh, and you'll actually be fighting literally side-by-side side with them in missions and, and even live in the zone uh, to take out the Frost Giant threat and all the other things that are coming in.
1: That's really cool. Is this something that like new players can get involved in, or is this more like high-level stuff?
4: This currently is high-level content. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we've, we've really pushed this... Uh, um, this this part of the content uh, to give some more information, or just more for our high end players uh, to to really sink their teeth into. And it's a big long campaign. I, I didn't mention, but it's this uh, M Eleven uh, Storm King's Thunder is actually three full zones. Oh wow! Here's nice. A- yeah, usually in expansion we'll get a zone and a couple of dungeons and stuff like that, right? But uh, this is three full zones, and they're not only... Uh, one of the things that we've realized, and, and we're learning, because you know we talk with the players, and it's it's really it, it really is a rapport, and something as a lead designer I want to uh, start uh, encouraging even more is that feedback between the players and us, because we're making a game for them, right? Yeah, It's yeah. like any good dungeon master. He starts off with a plan, he's got his module, but as soon as players start rolling the dice and start chatting, and they're going down the wrong room, right? The DN DM- it's got to change. It's, you know, you gotta you gotta make things up, right? To, to, to make sure that the dungeon party is going in the right way. Yeah. Or no, getting experience They want. No good
0: plan <laughs> survives contact with
1: players. Oh
4: yeah. Or a mimic. Or a <laughs> mimic. <merit. laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, uh, so yeah. So exactly. So in that same way, you know, we've been li- really listening to the players and and figuring out what they want. And um, also, we've been really been able to push our technologies with our with our tool systems to be able to do things like build really, uh, much larger zones, Mm. right? So like Brinchander and, and, uh, and Lonelywood and Coldrun, the new zones that we have up, they're really huge. You want your mount. You're going to be driving around. You're going to go through these big, vast wildernesses, uh, you know, and really explore them. And, and there are, there's lots of things there to do. It's not just, you know, empty roads. Um, it's, it's, uh, you can find lots of, Bound missions. We have our heroic encounters happening in those areas. So there's plenty for the players to to pick and choose what to do uh, as they're going along on the quest path.
0: Yeah, I, what I love about uh, uh, Neverwinter and uh, especially this this expansion is that it ties so much in with D D lore. Like we uh, mo- most of the new zones are in uh, uh, the frozen north there, where the ten towns as you mentioned, and those are all. In the Crystal Shard series by R. A. Salvatore, mm-hmm. and you know the characters Wolfgar and Caddy Bree that you mentioned are are you know are big parts of the companions. The whole thing that 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 uh, uh, Bob has been uh, uh, Legend of Drists, You know they they go in and out, and then uh, you know just even in the city of Neverwinter herself, just getting all the the back and forth of uh, of the politics there, and it's just so in touch with uh, with what's going on with our storyline with Storm King's Thunder. I don't know. So what's it like from you coming into something that is. Uh, it's got such a vivid lore IP and then uh, and converting it into uh, video game form or MMO form for, for
4: Neverwinter. It's uh, it's it's both a challenge and really exciting, right? Because um, it's like, um, you know, I have I remember as a kid building, you know, spending so many hours just making a piece of board with a grid on it so you could draw your dungeon out, right? And building that. And now I've got tools to do it, like, in a much cooler way. <laughs> and <laughs> And, and, you know, and taking like, you know, what are your modules that you'd be building and, and trying to recreate that and make it look cool for your, for your players, uh, or your adventure party. It's kind of the same thing. So I'm just, you know, I'm kind of living the dream. Uh, yeah. uh, and, but, uh, you know, and, 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 the cool thing about that is, is taking, there's so, so much deep lore, you know, uh, in, in Dungeons and Dragons and in Neverwinter and, and like you said, in Tin Towns in the Cold Pass and, and, you know, uh, Arie Salvatore's just done a great job writing his books. So, you know, being able to like, hey, I've read the Driss books. Hey, I get to fight with Driss. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, uh, I I I think it's pretty neat. Um, sometimes it it's it's a challenge because we want to make sure we portray those characters faithfully, right? You know, and make sure that they have the right powers, and you know that, uh, for instance, Wolfgar, you know, working working closely with Wotzy, uh to make sure that Wolfgar's uh, hammer has all the right runes and symbols and stuff on it, so mm. it looks like that you know that 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 he has. Uh, uh we love that kind of detail and it's really it's really fun that, uh, having that relationship to work together with Yeah,
0: I think players really respond to it too because they feel that it's not uh you know just some meaningless runes on something no those are runes that all uh mean something and and can be translated into something that is 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 meaningful to both the characters and the players themselves
4: Absolutely if you if the players have the handbooks that have the runes in them uh, the frustrating one. Uh, all the runes that we use in game are translatable, and they make sense, right? It's like oh, a little nice, story right there for players to do. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: so, one of my favorite bits about Storm King's Thunder is that the, those, those how those runes uh, mean something, and, and uh, uh, you know, and putting them together in a specific way uh, uh, can form ideas and thoughts and sentences of the of the giants themselves.
1: Yeah, I'm excited that's about so- just seeing more runes everyone. That should be cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know
4: that was the case. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, having that potential little thing that you can add Easter eggs, you can put, you know, uh, stuff in there. That's just those kind of those are gems for game designers. We love that kind of stuff. Awesome.
1: Speaking of giants, uh now giants have been and never went before. Do you have any changes for giants now with the Storm King's Thunder stuff? Is there more exciting different just any kind of encounters with giants that people can look forward to? Uh
4: well, um we've added a couple of more critters to the giant list. Ooh. Uh I think, I can't remember if the runes Smith and stuff was in there before, and um, uh, and I'm trying to think because I'm also working on the expansion, so I have to be careful here. Yeah, yeah. Mixing up what we have and what we what we haven't released yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there are new giants. There are new giant experiences. Um, uh, even more so, there's other cool monsters. And Storm King's Thunder, Yarl uh, Stovbo has some uh, monsters under his employ as well as as just kind of keeping him around for fun. One, uh, and this is really cool, is. Uh, uh, a manticore Ooh. named Hottie. So, you, uh, in in the dungeon that we have, uh, Fangbreaker Island, you'll be fighting against uh, Hottie, which is this really fun, intense uh, fight against a manticore.
1: That sounds awesome.
0: Uh, I also saw there's... a, uh, uh, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is there a dragon turtle?
1: A
4: what?
0: A what? <laughs> what?
4: I can, yes, yes, there is. Oh. Uh, yeah, the dragon turtle is, uh, you would think that that's the end boss fight of the, of the dungeon. That's just one of the mini bosses you fight, but man, is it tough. But not only are you fighting the dragon turtle, at the same time there are uh, frost giants throwing, going back to the runes, they're throwing rune-inscribed stones at you that explode with Ooh, magical explosions. Nice. So you have to dodge those, but uh, I'll give you a clue they can also be used as a tool. Ooh! So you go, hot scoops. Spoilers, our- everybody. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> All the players
0: will have to figure that out for sure. Uh, Absolutely.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun game mechanic. And that's a, uh, something else that we've been working on. Um, one of our uh, designers, uh, Doug Miller, uh, has been working on the boss fights. And we've been, he's been really putting a great eye towards making the boss fights not just a bunch of powers that are firing off, but really trying to tell a story with different phases and things like that. And uh, I think you, that you guys will really appreciate that in, in Fangbreaker Island.
0: And that is the, uh, the end dungeon, Fangbreaker Island? That is the
4: end dungeon, and it is really tough. It's designed to be really tough.
0: Uh, how many players can, can jump in at a time? Is it?
4: It's a five-player dungeon.
0: Oh, okay, good. Thanks. Um so you got to have uh is there like a a, a loot threshold Do you like need to have there a certain number There is
4: amount? a gear score but I'm not going to commit to it online right now cuz I can't remember what numbers we actually Oh no worries yeah on. just wondering <laughs> yeah, that, yeah it's yeah. a pretty high gear score but but gear is one of the things that you're going to be getting in in uh, uh in Storm King's Thunder right so you're actually going to get uh frost gear and other um magics that will help you uh uh let's uh, write wording here well help uh, protect you from the Everfrost, which is happening from the, uh, from the Ring of North, right? The Ring of Winter. The Jarl his attacks, yeah, the Ring of Winter. Yeah. Yeah. Ring of Winter.
0: Uh, awesome. So, yeah, I, I, now I want to go back to your uh, origin, your D&D origin story. You said you played Chainmail?
4: Yeah, so, so this is kind of cool. Um, yeah. My, my, uh, my godfather is uh, Alan Lucian. Alan wrote the first through ninth level spells for the original D and D book. Wow, nice. he's, he's actually credited in there. Uh, I, I've seen the the, the hand typed thank you letter that Gygax sent to him right, oh, you know, back back in the day. So um, so he was my dungeon master when I first started playing D and D, uh, and so you know we were playing basically the old chainmail rules. I don't want to
0: I don't want to date you, uh, but what yep. y- what year was that? Oh
4: jeepers. Uh, <laughs> uh let's see well you know i'm up there with lich status uh, Oh, now that was that was probably um late 70s and that was early 80s early 80s early 80s okay, okay. so yeah. so D yeah. was already
0: around it was I just guess, you went back to the old chainmail rules because that's what your yeah, godfather we exactly was. exactly went
4: back to the old chainmail rules because that's what alan loved to play you know nice. you go with your dame master play before <laughs> that i actually did have my D blue box and i think i was in, i was probably in about seventh or eighth grade at the time when did that come out like 78 79
0: uh, I'm not sure when that, yeah, probably, yeah, around yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah pretty sure all, whatever I said was be wrong.
4: Yeah, beige dice in it, and you're like, whoa, you know, the first time you actually saw four-sided dice. Mm-hmm. And you had to color in all the numbers mm-hmm. with a gram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can tell you that I, I played next door, uh, I played, uh, I talked my next door neighbor, Lance, into uh, being the dungeon master so I could play. And um, I ran a dwarf, and dwarves moved 60 feet per turn. It's like six one-inch squares right back at the time. And uh, so did gelatinous cubes. So if I ever turn to actually fight when I die, it took me three months to survive a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> I finally survived and, a dungeon, and, and, and here's how I survived it: I rolled an elf. So <laughs> <he could move.
0: laughs> You're like dwarves don't work.
4: But my heart's a dwarf. I, you know, my highest my level character is a dwarven uh, guardian fighter. So yeah, so I'm all about the dwarves.
0: Yeah, but elves are were so op back in the day. They were yeah. so much fun.
1: So we're never yeah. gonna hear anything about ner- nerfing in dwarves. In the, in Neverwinter,
0: <laughs> not from now on not anyway. Not from now on, yeah. Yeah, Dwarves and Neverwinter <laughs> no, will. Uh,
4: yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Brunor Battlehammer is uh, gonna always be the the biggest mob in the game.
4: Yeah, maybe he is. He's a gangster. He's got it down. Yeah. Gangplank, you know it. <laughs> he's he's pretty tough. Pretty tough not to crack. That's
0: true, true that. So do you yep. still uh, stay in touch with uh, with Lance, your your Dungeon Master of yore?
4: You know I do actually. Uh, <laughs> He went off and played RuneQuest. I tried to save him. It didn't help. (laughs) Can you do friends? Friends grow apart. That is
0: cool, though. I mean, I I I, I'm glad you said yes there, but yeah, there's definitely uh, uh, that bond you create in that when you're a kid playing playing this game around uh, around the table. You know, Uh, have you watched? uh, Everybody's talking about recently, but have you watched Stranger Things yet?
4: I have it on my to-watch list, but as a new lead designer of Neverwinter, I have a lot of TV time lately.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you had a little bit bit of a launch coming on there.
4: Based on your your history. Yeah, launch coming on and and catching level ups. Uh, um, I'm currently uh, starting from... My my account actually got wiped because it was an old... Back in the old uh, cryptic days, your personal account was also your dev account. Right? Uh It's just how they kind of did it. Right. So I needed to build a whole new dev account. So... I'm actually starting fresh with new with new characters and and playing through to level up. So it's actually really exciting as a lead designer. It gives me a chance to really go through all the old content because that early content is super important to me, right? I mean, yeah. not only for nostalgia, but it's it's what's going to bring the players into the game and, right, and that's it how you really onboard helps help tell the story. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people you know focus on in game all the time, but I want the whole game to be se- sexy. Is the word I'm going to use, right? Yeah. And man. so I'm going through it and I'm making notes. I like, you know, I, I'm up to, like, uh, level 15 on my Great Weapon Fighter, and now I'm playing a Cleric, which is a, a challenge for me, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> You're not
0: usually an um, altruistic healer?
4: Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, how can I put more hitting points into this healer? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like like the Mace of Healing. Yeah, I hit you with, you know, for a D4 points, but it does D6 damage or healing or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm so I'm actually starting with whole new fresh characters uh, to to get them up to end cap again. So I'm I'm excited about that.
0: That's great. That's a great way to kind of you know uh, come into fresh to 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 see the state of the game. Yeah. How many absolutely. notes have you given like your pages of notes to your uh, to your underlings yet and your minions to be like fix this, make this happen?
4: You know I do have some things that we that I put on notes for fixing and other things I've actually just gone in and fixed them myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very hands-on love it I'm
4: like, I'm like oh that's not right i gotta, I want to go fix that. that treasure chest or that, that that door interact needs to be fixed or we can fix this better or oh you know what would be good here a skeleton archer
1: <laughs> oh I was expecting you to say mimic I'm always expecting you to say mimic yeah mimic. right what, what could be good skeleton here? archer mimic.
4: that turns into a mimic
1: there we go <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotta get the art team working on that one <laughs> maybe we'll see those approvals happen uh, yeah, yeah. pretty soon on our side <laughs> yeah
4: I, I, I am fond and well known for my mimics um uh, especially in my dungeons, I've I've even caught myself with them. Uh, one of the things uh, that I used to do at, when I first worked on on, on Neverwinter was every time we had an expansion, I would go through all of my dungeons and, and I would rotate out treasure chests and mimics.
1: <laughs> nice. Like, look, everything's a mimic, but 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 no,
4: it's brutal. I know it's kind of evil, but it's but it's good fun. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and actually, uh, mimics are one of the things I'm. Uh, uh, joking aside, I think I think that there, are, uh, you you look for types of gameplay that's going to bring the player into the moment and and out of just you know I'm clicking and swinging and clicking right. There are mm. certain critters that do that really well. Certain critters that are very IP to, to to Neverwinter right, like the Mimics the perfect one right. You you click on it and you're like ah the thing's attacking me. Yeah. Uh, the gelatinous cube is uh, another one, right?
0: Right. I mean, it pulls people that's out. A,
4: exactly it pulls people out of that thing. Um... Uh, we designed that. Uh, it was myself, uh, Lindsay, and, uh, Lindsay Haven, and one artist who – I can't remember who it was. We did it over lunchtime, and we snuck it into the build, and we actually named the critter Bill, like Bill Crosby, like Jello. Oh, o so wow. knew about it, and I hid it in one of the side dungeons in Temple of the Spider in the Duragard dungeon that I built as a, as a special side quest that players could unlock. And when we had a team playtest, it was – so much fun hearing everybody screaming because they had encountered the gelatinous cube, <laughs> by them, or they were running yeah. away, and they would run away straight into the arrow traps because they're running away from the gelatinous cube. <laughs> yeah, I, those, those are those are cool moments of D and tonight. <laughs> so when I'm getting all w- had them as game masters, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm getting the sense that you, as a dungeon master, is uh, uh, I really likes the traps.
1: Yeah, I think Nathan, you would get along really well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so do you get a chance to uh, to play Dungeons and Dragons now? I mean, I know probably not in the last month or so, uh, but uh, You know, have you have you have you played recently? Actually,
4: actually, yes, yes, I have. Um, I I was (laughs) I stepped into a friend's um, campaign. They've been playing, I think, for about four years now. And I stepped into the campaign as an NPC as a bard and uh, managed by the end of the game to swindle them out of quite a bit of their gold. (laughs) And so, which which he needed, he needed a gold sink for because the guys had way too much money. So yeah, so I got to come in, play an NPC, swindle out of some gold sold them some some fake stuff, and then gave them some really good feedback on, on a mission. So there's, you know, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, they can do with it what they want. But yeah, but I like playing DD. Nice,
0: nice. Are you gonna start up a uh, kind of a regular game at Cryptic?
4: You know, we have done that from time to time. Um, right now, I am deep into a Magic the Gathering tournament. Oh, no way. Uh, yes, so uh, <laughs> so I'll have to hold off on that before we start up another D&D game.
0: How are you faring? Are you doing good?
4: I'm doing okay. Um, uh, you know, I have dabbled in the magic before, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so far I'm holding one in one. So we'll, we'll see. I've got a, I've got a uh, a black red deck that I'm that I'm working with, and mm. uh, it, you know, if the cards pull out right and the magic's with me, it, it does okay.
0: Way to stay consistent with the evil theme here, as yeah. the evil DM. Yeah, the.
1: <laughs> I I feel like we we have a pretty good idea of the type of person you might be. <laughs>
4: Like, here's the thing, right? It may seem evil, but I always want to give really good rewards at the end,
3: right? There we go. You yeah. know?
4: And, and also in my dungeons, I always want to have that aha moment, right? Like, uh, I'll take Black Dagger, for instance. In Black Dagger Crypts, uh, after you get through the first area, you, you descend down a big staircase. And, um, and down that staircase, there'd be a bunch of skeletons back spawning. But there's all these uh, um, arrow trap pads that you can step on, but they're very obvious. You can actually kite all the skeletons onto the air trap pads and just watch them get slaughtered by it, and it's really fun, right? Yeah. You know, give the players a chance to win and make fun out of it. Uh, I, I love that kind of stuff.
0: That is good stuff.
4: And, uh, and for the record, it was it was hidden decks, right? So I had to open the packages, and red and black are what the cards gave me. I, I understand. Had to play a blue deck. I know that
0: makes. <laughs> see, I yeah, blue. See, that's my
4: alibi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen,
1: I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> I just draft that way. I just draft that way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: feel like that's a yeah I'll give that to my my uh, friends on the Magic yeah. brand team new magic shirt you Go guys ahead. can have that one yeah for free. It's,
4: it's also fun playing with the new kids because you're like looking through your deck and you're like, oh Lord of the pits. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you're yeah. like what? What?
0: Nothing <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Never, never <laughs> uh so uh so yeah so the 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 current uh content for uh, Storm King's Thunder happens far to the north but is there something new that's happening in the city itself uh anything that's going on that uh, uh you know people will be able to to experience in Neverwinter
1: itself?
4: Um well, well, we'll have our winter event coming up that everybody will be able to experience. But we really, uh, for this, uh, for this update, we really focused up in the north. Um, in future updates, I'm not sure how much I can talk about this, but but we'll definitely come back to Neverwinter. There we go. Right? It's home. It's home. You know, and you need to you need to come home every once in a while and make sure that everything's safe there. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Make sure. And Lord... that's
4: all I'm gonna say about
1: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all we're saying about the
0: near future. Yeah, I just was thinking about Lord Neverember and what <laughs> he's know, up to.
4: Exactly, right? So Never Ember, I mean I I think of him as like this kind of, you know, New York mayor where he's lot afraid to go to New Jersey to get stuff done. Right. You're never you're never sure with uh you're never sure with Never Ember what his motives are.
0: Right. He might uh, shut down the GW Bridge just out of spite.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Just out of spite. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Dragon Bridge shut down. Shut it
0: down. Uh, very cool. So, uh, so yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, PlayStation Four uh, uh, r- release, and I guess now it's into you know two or three months of, of being out. What uh, what can you tell us about that? How's the How's the response been there?
4: Oh, gangbusters! Yeah. It's been it's been it's been uh, it's just so so exciting to see the uh, the PS Four players in there. Um, every day, I'm getting uh, either an email or uh, you know a message on Facebook and stuff like like. From from my friends going, I'm playing Neverwinter on PS4 and it's really awesome. So uh, uh, yeah, the the people are loving it. Uh, our player uh, player base, you know, we were worried that how how a story based game and an MMO would do, uh, uh, you know, on 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 PS4, and it's just been really great for us. We're really excited.
0: Now, are they? Uh you know, do, have you found that there's a significant portion of the player base that are getting up to top level yet, or are they they're, going through the content they're slow? They're
4: starting to hit top level. Uh, it's not a huge portion of it yet. They're still working through the game, yeah, and they're still experiencing it, uh, which is really nice. Uh, and it's cool because uh, they're going and, through uh,
0: like two years of content essentially.
4: Exactly, and that, that was the cool thing about being able to release something like this on console, right? Where it's it's not just like a new game; it's a really deep game. Yeah. Lots of content for them to do, and at this stage, we have lots of avenues for which uh, for the players to, to level up, right? Yeah, you know, they so, can do uh, in many I different think, ways. Yeah, and I think and, and I think that's really cool. Different ways for you to tell your story and go adventuring, and uh, I, I think that's pretty exciting.
0: Um, so, uh, Storm Stormpicking Thunder is out on PC version right now. Uh, when? Correct. Is uh, Xbox One and PS Four versions? Are you working hard on those right now?
4: Everybody,
1: just so you know, Tito stole my question. I totally psychically stole your question. He just sucked it out totally of my brain.
0: Stole the Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm
4: going. I. You know what? I do not have the exact. The, yeah, we're ready almost for, for launch on those. Sweet. Um, uh, the problem. We, we, well, not the problem. The, the issue with uh, with consoles is uh, you have to go through certification, right? right? And make sure that everything checks out. So. Uh, so we're still trying to get into a cadence where we can launch them all at the same time, but because of certifications and timing issues and stuff with both Xbox and uh, and PS4, uh, there's a bit of a lag there. So um, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what the lag is on, on our time for releases, um, but um, it's not too far out. Yeah,
1: soon, it's- we'll say we'll say the Nebula soon. Yeah, why? Yeah. Yes. I just think it's, it's, it's kind of
0: mind-boggling to think that you guys are developing an MMO on three separate platforms with three separate builds. I mean, I think fans, you know, they want to be like, oh, it's just so easy. I mean, we've heard, you know, uh, a lot of people being like, it's wild hard of it? They just got to port it over. It's nothing. But, like, I mean, you guys are essentially working on three different applications.
4: Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, our, our, our engineers and tech team have done a spectacular job uh... to try and make it as facile as possible so when we work on one platform it just goes over to the other platforms but th- there are many things to consider right anytime that you have I'll ju- a very simple for instance uh... you know press F to interact with this there's no F on my platform, <laughs> right so we have to so we have F to make sure that, that you know, Press no, triangle. Sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't X, resist. Yeah, we have to make sure that all the all of the right uh, wording is set up so that it's calling out the right commands and showing the right buttons for things. Right, just simple things like that are permeated throughout the game. Yeah, and you know, and Tech was able to actually help us build that. But still, those are things that that either design or you know uh, you know production <laughs> bless their eyes and, and our fantastic QA team. Have to go through and 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 you know look at every single one of those to make sure that we have it right. So yeah, it's 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 a process, but it's but it's really exciting to be on three platforms.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I just yeah, I wanted to just make sure fans knew that it was uh, it, it's no easy task, and you guys have done everything you could to uh, uh, to make it as fast as possible, and it's yeah. getting it's getting seamless. So yeah, it's, watch it, that
1: window shrink and shrink and shrink as yeah. as, as we get further along, along the line. So I I was kind of like is, is, is and, it, it already- and it's been go ahead.
4: Oh, so indeed, and it's been catching up. We've been, you know, getting uh, better, better, at getting that cadence where we, uh, where we can work with uh, the different companies to make sure that we can start getting more in line.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty exciting to watch it hit pretty much near 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 the same time at this point. So that's pretty that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, badass. And I just love that people have that option. They're like, oh, and there's so many PS4 owners, so many Xbox One owners. You're like, oh, what's this game? I want to check it out. And then. Uh, 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 you know, they get uh, they get sucked into the, the fun of leveling up in d and D world.
4: Yeah, it's totally fun. Great. No. What platform do you play on? Uh,
0: I'm much more of a PC player. Uh, I, I just I just I'm more comfortable sitting at a, a a desk with a mouse and a keyboard. Uh, that's that's what I love. How I love to play Neverwinter. But I do have a PS four that I don't use as much as I want to, and so I've I've installed it. But the problem is, I have to fight with uh, my my spouse who is always playing, uh, no, always playing, always watching some something uh, uh, while I'm playing on the computer in the same room. So we, we we're hanging out it was all in the same area, but uh, uh, usually I end up on the PC and she ends up on the couch watching TV.
4: Yeah, man, I dig that. Uh, we're, we are a, currently a one TV house as well, mm-hmm. and just last night I was having those, those talks with my missus about, like, <laughs> you know... I really need to get a smaller TV or another TV in here so I can play in the console. And she's like, Oh, well you can just play in the console if you want. And I'm like, no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> not, not when it's the British Bake Off show. I don't think. That that... <laughs> oh man, the British Bake
1: Off show—that's serious business, actually.
4: So yeah, and so I'm
0: feels... cool with that.
1: I, I yeah, will sit so down and watch too. the British
4: Bake Off show.
0: Shelly Shelley will hate me. I'm saying this, but m- sometimes my wife is watching like Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise, which is happening now, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just—I'm gonna put on the headphones and play Neverwinter.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, and uh, <laughs> while you're basking in the glory of of what's happening over there.
4: Bachelors and Balrogs. I think we got something going on. Here. Oh, wow. Oh. That's, uh, <laughs> okay.
1: Bachelors right. and Beholders. Write it, it down, Tito. Let's take it to the team upstairs. I think that's a good idea. Bachelors and
0: Balrogs. Yeah, maybe that'll be the sitcom about, about my family. Ooh. <laughs> what are you saying about your family, Tito? <laughs> that, it, that we're crazy enough to have a sitcom about us? There we go. Yeah. We can Excellent. make some money.
4: Maybe we can just give that to Acquisitions, Inc. boys and see what they can do with yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, make a comic strip about, uh, about what happens. <laughs> it's crazy time. Uh, so, yeah, Actions Incorporated. That's a good uh, point. You guys were...
1: Uh, uh, I'm looking at Tito, because like, I'm, I'm excited for PAX, but I, I don't know what we're doing with Neverwinter at PAX. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, oh, is, is Neverwinter going to be at PAX at all? Uh,
4: we are not going to be at PAX this year that I know of. Okay. Um, although I do know that uh, I, myself, uh, and our CEO, Stephen D'Angelo, will be up... Um, up uh september 7th i think to visit you guys yes right and then afterwards i believe we're also talking to uh the acquisition inks boys yeah but i don't get to go to the show this year I wish I was.
1: well you can yeah. watch it live from your home or if there's a theater nearby you can watch I it know. you can watch it there the theater
4: i know uh, uh john was just telling us about the theater and we're gonna scout which location it is in the bay area and i'm totally gonna go oh okay.
1: nice it's gonna be awesome yeah, yeah man I mean, I want to talk about this entirely, but that's not what this particular podcast is about. So, but that's okay because yeah. I want to ask you, like,
0: what did you ever think, you know, in all of your your fandom of D anD D, that you ever would be able to see people playing Dungeons and Dragons live on a big screen? <laughs> did that ever enter your brain?
4: Not without people with pitchforks and torches outside. <laughs> <no.
3: laughs>
4: Lovers, no, no. I think it, I think it's so much fun. It's so cool, and and you know, it just drags me right back to being in seventh and eighth and ninth grade. You know, and playing our, our, our modules, you know, with whatever they were, you know, Tomb of Horrors or some of the other cool things, right?
0: Yeah. I think yeah, that's, really- the, that's the joy of Acquisitions Incorporated. They really are just like a bunch of friends playing together, uh, uh, enjoying each other's time, making funny stories, joking around, just like, just like uh, you know, thousands of people do at tabletops around the world.
4: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's one thing is I like about games like D&D, right? It's, uh, it, it builds a community and that's awesome. You know, I mean, like you were talking about. Uh, you know, am I still in, uh, in touch with my friend Lance? Yes, I am. But even more so, like my, my pals Nikolai or my friend Robert Hallworth, who is our DM. Mm-hmm. I I talk to them every other week or, or so. You know, they're still they're still very good friends of mine.
0: Yeah, those bonds that you create, they uh, uh they don't go away fast for you know, sure.
4: Yeah, you know, it, well, bonds and there's like yeah remember when you threw that lich at my, at my yeah. Yeah. The shared
1: experience and the storytelling are, are yeah. awesome awesome for all that kind of yeah. stuff.
4: I know it's your daughter's baptism, but remember that
1: time <laughs> <laughs> you took my cancer's floating disc? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this holy water reminds me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Remember that lich we fought? It was perfect. I wish we'd had some of this on us at that The time. phylactery looked a lot like that.
4: I, just, I actually, uh, you know, every time I, uh, my pal Nikolai will have a, a dice in my pocket and I'll just like look at him like, roll for initiative.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty badass. I have, to, I have to carry a d20 now all the time.
3: <laughs> yeah, you you do. And you can
4: throw it at him and say, take a d20 damage. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: if, if everybody, anybody ever tries to get into a fight, it's like, you roll initiative first and then just walk away while they're trying to roll. Yeah, <laughs> right, like, you know, I'm, right. I'm out. All right, that's it. Just <laughs> continue about your adventures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: had a d20 in my bag for a long time.
0: Uh, I think I still do. Uh, and it's, 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 come into play like three times in my like, life where someone's like,
1: I need something that can do random numbers. And I'm like, I have the thing. <laughs> I, I, need, have, I need something that can do random numbers. Well, if only there was this device that was created that could let you <laughs> roll a one to a 20. <laughs> I
4: don't know if I, I don't know. Oh, look at this. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Too. You're, you're a lifesaver. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. true.
0: Yeah. And you never knew. And people have like Swiss arm or they have a, 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 you, know, <laughs> a, you know pocket knives or other, you know, other tools that they need. No. It's not that. we need that polydihedron,
1: man. That's actually what we need in Neverwinter now. We need a magic item that's a D20 that does some crazy random things. (laughs) My gosh, I feel like that has happened before. Uh, Well, I I feel like there's some things similar to that that have
4: happened. Yeah. So here's a lore story for you guys. Uh Uh, Back in the olden days when we were first developing, uh, the D20 was our placeholder icon for a lot of items. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that at launch we shipped with a few of those (laughs) out. With a few of them still in there? And people were really excited about them. Look at that
1: floating <laughs> D20. That's an imp. That's supposed to be an imp. I don't, <laughs> oops.
4: Yeah, no, it was just the item. The item. The I icon. Put, uh, D20 oh, on it. Yeah.
1: That'd be cool. Like yeah. this torch looks really cool. Yeah, just.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder. It, now that at Laurie should I should ask uh, uh, Chris and Matt if there's ever been like. Dice, I mean, you know, many people have uh, g- gaming dice in their inventories on their character sheets. It's like, oh, I play with dice. Yeah. And like, but uh, uh, I always loved that when it was written into modules that you find, uh, you know, goblins or, or, or more intelligent hobgoblins or something like that playing. And they're, they're playing a game around a table. I think there are a few uh, instances where they're playing a game oh, yeah, that I has bet, maps on the table, I bet there and there's, has been. there's a you know uh, uh, a paper uh, thing with one in front of one player that uh, uh, you know.
1: Right. I can almost guarantee that that's been a reference in one of the more funnier moments yeah. in a and D module. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Now, now we have to hunt it down.
4: I think even like you know back in the old in, the old Dragon days with uh, you know Phineas Fingers or or Wamey, I think they did something like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then now that's kind of in uh, Neverwinter and Portobello's campaign.
4: Yes, yes, there is. As a matter of fact, there is a D twenty in Portobello's that I think yeah. chases you, isn't
1: there? Yeah. So Tito was right. There is I a special D twenty. I knew I you were it. Correct. Yep. Is yep. Portobello's yep. an always thing now? It's not. It's Porta- not like a one-time thing. It's it's always there now.
4: Oh, uh, well, let's see. How is the best? It's a once-in-future thing. Okay. There we go. Right. Yeah. You know, it's um. It, it's swings, like that, it, uh, it swings around
1: every year or so.
4: Exactly. You, and, gotcha. you know. It could change. It could be the same. New adventures, new players. You never know,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. It's a good times. When are you going to get to it's, like your- right? <laughs> it?
4: it's like Brigadoon, right? It's like Brigadoon. It's that magical
0: place. <laughs> oh, the the old school musical references are going to go really yeah. uh, uh, well with us.
1: I'm waiting for Tito to bust out in song right now. I know.
0: Yeah. My, my wife actually was in Brigadoon yep. somewhat recently.
1: Oh, I didn't know it was recently.
0: When we were in North Carolina. So, yeah. you know, about two years ago, three years ago now. <laughs> she watched. That's awesome. She watched, I was
4: actually thinking of the reference in the Waterboys song, so not not as far back, but oh, okay. I do love Brigadier.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. The uh, uh, she she watched a lot of Train Spot because that takes place in Scotland. It's got the Scottish accent thing. So exactly. I told her she should be playing Neverwinter uh, uh, to get yeah. all the Scottish accents. But oh, no. yeah. listen, Dwarves. Yeah, right. Just what, no. even
4: Knox has a Scottish accent. No, he does. Sergeant Knox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah,
0: and you uh, see
1: that like the first ten minutes.
0: But instead, we started watching Train Spotting, and then we were like, "Oh no, we can't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> we have children now. We can't watch this show." Yeah, yeah, not a kid
4: show.
0: No, not at all. And we're not, I know. don't even know. If
4: it, I don't even know if it's adult safe. That's a. It's really not adult safe. It's not safe for viewing.
0: No one watches it. It's terrible. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Um, interesting. All right, cool. So uh, now I need you to give me one really fun uh, 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 chainmail related. Uh, story uh, back in the day yeah. of, of development that that we can't get anywhere else. Yeah, your
4: best your best chainmail role playing story. Yeah, you got to hear. So it. Oh, oh, I've got it, and, and, <laughs> and it's it's that thing that that they still tease me about to this day. Um, so we needed to get out of town quick, so some money was procured, and then we needed to buy some horses. And uh, the horse I ended up with was painted purple for some reason. Thanks to the DM. So okay. we're riding out of town, and everything's going fine on my purple stolen horse, uh, procured horse, <laughs> and, uh, and there's something in the, in the sky circling around us. And, you know, me thinking, you know, I've gone through the, the, the Dungeon Master's Guide of whatever Chainmail had at the time or, you know, the other DM guides that we had, and I'm like, oh, you know, uh, hey, what color is it? Because yeah, I can identify it. Is it a manticore? is it a dragon, it a purple dragon? What is it? Like, what color is it? And my DM's like, you know, it's getting closer. Like it's circling low. Yeah, but what color is it? Like, it's diving. Like, okay, I'm gonna get off my horse, and then bam, the core comes down and eats my horse, and I have to keep just running. I don't get my saddles or anything. So that what color is it? Joke has permeated through all of the D and D games that I've played with them since. Nice. <laughs> it was nigh on what 25 years ago. Yeah.
1: What color is it? It's green.
0: It's a gazebo.
4: What color is it? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, because you're the curious kid. Like, oh, I I can totally nail what, what monster this is. Yes. What color is it? What size is it? Like, yeah, it, it's coming down at you. Roll. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like the D&D version of uh, um, uh, uh, the, the naming, who's who, that game where you play back and forth when you have, you're asking, oh, no, oh I'm, yeah. I'm playing with my kids.
4: Yes, it's like, does he have a beard?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, does you like
4: 20 questions kind of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Another neat thing I ran into in Champions uh, that Alan ran at us was... Um, an entire, there was armies and entire units of level one magic users. Doesn't sound scary, but what's what's the first spell level one magic user gets? Magic missile. Exactly. You got 20 guys with magic missile firing at you? It's pretty scary. It kills a lot
1: of things <laughs> is what that does. Kills all sorts of things.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it reminded me of uh, in the, um, one of the last episodes of Harry Potter where all the, all the Death Eaters are outside the castle, and they're firing. And I'm just like, oh, man, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the front lines. This is what it looked the like. front line. Yeah. Ah, there we were. Oh, <laughs>
0: the whole cadre of... Uh, Moving uh,
4: our w- 60 feet of mi- a turn. <laughs> yeah.
0: The wand-wielding uh, wizards are terrible. Yeah. They, they will just yeah. decimate entire,
1: like, actual people
0: who are there for war.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, ha I have a sword. Good, Good on you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I have missiles that never miss. I uh, I can just blow you up.
1: Yeah. Well, that's cool. Those are awesome stories. Yeah. I d- I did not play any of the chainmail days, so I always I always love hearing uh, stuff about about those days. Yeah, so.
0: proto D and D.
1: Yeah, proto D and D. Yeah.
0: Proto
4: D and bet you guys have a copy somewhere in your archives. We do,
1: mm, perhaps. We do. He's he's saying perhaps. Yeah. We we do. <laughs> Our library is pretty fun to look at. Yeah. It's, it's awe inspiring.
4: I have yeah. heard. I'm I'm keen on hopefully taking a look at it when I come up. Yes. Oh, so you'll see it. Yeah. So, yeah, we well,
0: can't wait to see you on uh, uh, September 7th, but uh, it was really great talking to you and getting uh, uh, an insight into uh, the mind of the new lead designer of, uh, of Neverwinter, and uh, we're really looking forward to people checking out Storm
1: King's Thunder. Yeah, and we'll have to have you back next time when there's more stuff to talk about yeah. soon.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Indeed, there is more stuff coming up, so I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Sweet. All right, well, thanks a lot, Thomas. Thanks for taking the time.
4: All right, Gus. Thanks, guys. Yeah, see you. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see how much XP you're going to get for this. uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Cheers. Bye.
0: <laughs> Lots of XP. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: that was really great checking in with Thomas. Uh, uh, and it's funny that you know we, he's gone on other teams. So I, in my time here at Wizard of the Coast, I haven't met Thomas.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. I was. I haven't either. I don't. I, I met a lot of people, but I don't think I, I don't remember meeting him. I do. Yeah. Like, I do love that. Like he's, he was like the initial pitch. He was there, right? Right. And now he's back to to guide it going forward. That, that was pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool. There's like some. Uh, 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 cyclical nature of storytelling thing going on there that I'm like, yeah, it's
1: the bookends. Like it. <laughs> there like go. Wait, wait, it's not the bookends because we're not there yet. We well, got, I guess we that's got true. More. Right. Maybe this is just the book
0: middle. Maybe this is a, uh, a, a coming-of-age story. There I'm we like, go. Oh,
1: he's back in the saddle again. We get to see him grow old. <laughs>
0: okay, now we're going to, like, some weird Brad Pitt movie or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Uh
0: that was awesome. I'm really excited about uh, uh playing some more uh, Storm King Thunder on my PC uh, yep. and new console people will get it very soon.
1: Yeah, I've been playing on my I've been I've been playing up on my PS4. I started over on the PS4. So I'm like, okay. I know. So that was my that was my only hurdle. I was like, okay, I got to start over. That's fine. Yeah. New character.
0: Just like Thomas.
1: Yep, just like Thomas.
0: Exactly. So, uh that's very cool. All right. Well, uh, if you haven't uh, checked it out yet, it's on PC now and it'll be uh, at console in a few weeks. Um, and uh, what else do we want to talk about uh, uh, closing out this year? Yeah, just make sure episode. make sure
1: you watch the live game from PAX West. You know, if you have the chance to watch it in theaters, do that. That's going to be the way to go. If you do have a chance to be there, of course, be there. Do it. Uh, do all that stuff. Uh, and if you want to find a theater, just go to Fathom Events and look it up there because we yeah. are everywhere Fathom Events. in the United States.
0: Fathomevents. <laughs> Fathomevents.com uh, you can find it from there, look at September 4th, mm-hmm. um, and you can go there. But there's also links on the Dungeons & Dragons website, which is, of course, DungeonsAndDragons.com.
1: Yep, and if you want to see some cool things, we just showed off the cover in, in the past, as far as you're, you're hearing this today. We showed off the cover of the adventure we're giving away. Uh, so you just check that out on Twitter, which is at Wizards underscore D&D. That's right. And you can uh, also find this on Facebook, which is also Wizards. So yeah. Well, oh actually, on Facebook we're just Dungeons and Dragons.
0: We never plugged the Facebook. Uh, we never do. Thing, so yeah, If you like Facebook, we all we are also on the Facebook. We're on the Facebook. He knew uh, what I was going to
1: say there. He's, like, He's going to say the Facebook. I love saying the in front
0: of things. <laughs> it's I don't because know. we're old. I uh, guess yeah, so. It's because we're old now. It makes me. It, it's like I'm joking with myself, yeah. and then I say that to like you know people who are younger than me, like my kids, and I'm
1: like daddy, it's not it's all that. It's that, that. not funny, even and dad. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I think it's
0: funny. Yes, this is my plight as I get older, and
1: I am not a dad. I have no excuse, and I still do it.
0: Yeah, you're right. Maybe it's just contact with me that makes you do it.
1: Oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> it. need to distance myself. It's radioactive.
0: Uh, so if they want to follow you, Trevor, where can they follow you?
1: I am, oh, I changed my my name recently, uh, but it's at the underscore Trevor underscore kid. It's pretty simple. It's my name with That's, a V in the front.
0: I like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. just at Greg Tito yeah. with no underscores or, or things going on. There
1: right. were other Trevor kids, apparently. Yeah. One of them's like a famous hockey, wait, famous hockey player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we'll there were t- others already out there, so I'm like, eh. I'll be the fabricated because I'm that much more important. I like
0: that. I like that. There you go. You're the real one. I am the real one. <laughs> At least you don't have to do anything. <laughs> All right.
1: Would you please stand up? Real Trevor <laughs> All right.
0: We're going to go listen to uh, uh, some uh, Eminem albums and oh, uh, yeah. we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. Have, Thanks have fun, everybody. Bye-bye.